Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Warning, this episode contains descriptions of over-the-top video game violence and gore and discussions of suicide and suicidal imagery, even though it's all very poorly written. Welcome back to the show. On a previous episode, I read Sonic EXE, and this time I decided this deserves an audience. Well, besides all of you. So, uh... Anthony's here with me again. Say hi. Hi. And we're going to read Blood Whistle, a Super Mario Brothers 3 creepypasta. And by that I mean I'm going to read it to him and he gets to react to it. Yay! So let's just get right into it because this is a bit of a whopper. Forward. This is the recorded blog of a college student who has been playing a modified version of Super Mario Bros. 3 on his computer. Shortly after submitting the last entry, he committed suicide in his dorm room. So, spoiler alert, by the way. That's... no. June 5th, 2012. A friend of mine recently sent me what he claims to be a scary Mario Bros. 3 hack that he wanted me to try out, because he didn't have the courage. I started this blog to record my progress through the game. He got this from a site that's no longer active, and I've seen some pretty scary occurrences with emulator games before. Just look at Ben. Didn't even think to try the Wayback Machine? <laughs> no. By the way, do you know what Ben is? Of course I know what Ben is. Huh? I think you showed him to me way back. Maybe. All that aside, however, there is something definitely off about this ROM. Its title was SMB3 colon BW. Anyhow, I won't play any today as I'm quite busy with college work and such, but I will definitely start tomorrow. Blood whistle! <laughs> yes. He's, he's a good college student. He focuses on all his work. He won't play a haunted video game while he has homework to do. That's not characteristic of a college student at all. <laughs> June 6th, 2012. These are all 2012. I should probably just... I played some of the game today. Obviously, my friend was misinformed, as I have played all the way through 1-3 and found nothing irregular. All of the sprites, levels, and sounds didn't have a fluke to their name. Wait, a secret. That must be how you have to unlock it. I swear, you guys, I'll find the warp whistle tomorrow and see what creepy secrets this game has to hide. Look for tomorrow's post. It won't disappoint. Maybe this will explain what the BW in the title stands for. It actually stands for uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 Buffalo Wings. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, I, I could go for that. Super Mario 3 themed Buffalo Wings. Yeah, now Buffalo Wild Wings will make a Mario Maker level, just like Arby's and Wendy's did. <laughs> I imagine they'd have to be boneless nuggets, because how else are you going to get those weird shapes? Yeah, so no dry bones in those levels. Dang. June 7th. I wish I hadn't... Wait, 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 what year is it? <laughs> I wish I hadn't unlocked that secret. This game will be the bane of my existence. I'll try as I can to explain what happened, and what will certainly entail. I don't know if any of you believe me, 
but this sick mockery of one of my childhood games must be explained, and never be seen by the eyes of another breathing man on God's green earth. That's a little dramatic. Just a bit. Also, he, he wants it to be described in detail, but he also never wants anyone to see it. And Todd, what I'll call my friend for the sake of privacy and possibly security, do not send that link to anyone else. You'll see why below. I entered the castle stage. Knowing it, the only secret was the warp whistle, I disposed of a dry bones before donning a raccoon tail. With a running start, I was flying above the stage until I hit the secret area. My whole life before I hit up on the arrow keypad was completely different. I was happy. I was normal. I could wake up in the morning recognizing my own reflection and being absolute about my safety. I'm glad that he can so clearly divide his life into two sections. Before he pressed up on the D-pad and after. It's, it's, it's a defining moment. Real character growth going on here. Now it's lies. All lies. I know that as of what happened today, my life will become an infernal hell in which every day will be a futile struggle to retain my own sanity as I finish this wretched collage of electronic dejection. I will embrace death like a long-lost lover with open arms. Now to get on with what had come to pass. The blocks that lined the wall were gloomy, albeit polished obsidian black. Mario's skin now had a grayish tint to it, but that wasn't what was wrong with the picture. The music was a sped-up version of the normal bonus room theme. Toad's skull had cracked open and began profusely bleeding, spilling blood on the floor, making the room slippery like an ice stage. His mouth was also agape, spewing blood onto the floor. The blood had an eerie, reflective quality that should have been graphically impossible for an 8-bit game. I walked up to him to see what he might say. What he had to offer was this. Blood whistle! Hear its cry! Also, uh, cop in, in the doc that I'm, I'm reading this off, I copy-pasted a screenshot of the creepypasta. The only known screenshot of it. Just uh, take it all in. It looks like something you'd find in a bad Flash animation. I know, right? And, okay, I assume you copy-pasted the whole thing. Yeah. It When it says, Blood Whistle, Hear Its Cry, Hear Its Cry is all in caps, but in the screenshot, everything is lowercase, so... Also, I'm, that blood is not reflective. No, it looks totally graphically possible. <laughs> yeah, way to go! I then ran to the chest to see its contents... The, te the chest was drenched in reflective, realistic blood. Oh, realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because blood is so reflective, you know. Right? The same type emanated by the orifices and exposed cranium of poor little mushroom-headed fellow. Pressing onward, I ran through to discover the dark secret of its twisted purpose. I wasn't prepared for the following events. Okay, exposed cranium of the poor little mushroom-headed... That sounds like he's trying to reach a word limit. I know! A blood-soaked warp whistle ominously rose from what I now be what I now believe to be the deepest crevice of hell. It's it blipped twice as the normal whistle would. Oh, okay, okay. That, thank goodness he added that detail. I mean, I was a little worried, but because of those two little blips, yeah. I, I know everything's okay. Yeah, I know that this could this could feasibly happen in Mario Brothers Three now. Just a glitch. Happens every two thousand plays. 
That, my fellow reader, was the only normality of what I had played today. It played a deep tune that I can't get out of my head as I write this. The whistle descended, violently striking Mario in the chest. He unleashed a blood-curdling scream. Like, 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 like Oof! This cry wasn't 8-bit at all. It wasn't even cartoon-esque. It was the sound of unfiltered anguish, or of utter agony. Oof! His expression reflected the same. To, the, to end my experiments on this perverse version of something I once loved, Mario was transported to the warp zone of the blood whistle. If, uh, like Nintendo, like this was the one time they dropped the ball, and you just heard, FILLER SOUND! <laughs> I call it this because it only had the cookie-cutter outline of the quaint island. The water consisted solely of the same blood aforementioned in my encounter with the whistle. Poor Toad. How's he got so much blood? <laughs> He's like a One Piece character. Must be making it faster than it comes out. Corpses of Koopas and other enemies of Mario were scattered afloat near the shores. White, menacing eyes glared at me between the waves, surfacing just to cast an evil glance on Mario. Or me? I can't be sure at this point. All of the worlds were indicated by the respective numbers, and all the dots were crimson. At that point, I noticed yet another abnormality. All of the stages' numbers were sixes! <laughs> this time, concerning the dot for World 8... Beside it were two 8-bit patches of fire that twisted and contorted in place. Without me pressing anything, the whistle stabbed Mario in the ribs. How can you see that from the menu? <laughs> this cued him to move on to the World 2 dot. Refusing to pay any further attention to the horrors that surely await in the distorted desert, I saved the game and quit. I played more than enough of my fill for the day. Yeah, because being stabbed in the chest... Okay, that means move. Got it. <laughs> I guess I figured out that the acronym for the ROM title meant Blood Whistle the Hard Way. Wah, wah. Despite the horrors that plague this abomination, I will continue to subject myself to this suffering for the sake of all of you. Well, also for mine. It'll help me keep track of the days, and maybe this desperate attempt to cling to my stable frame of mind won't prove to be in total vain. There are 5,000 people that have followed this blog in the two days that it's been up, and after this pointedly interesting post, I'm hoping to have some more. Oh, he's just in it for the fame! Gotta get those clicks, baby! Those of you following my post, read tomorrow's and share with your friends. I need you to expose the stark luridness of the shell of something I once knew and loved. Wow. He definitely owns a thesaurus. June 8th. Well, I did it. I managed to clench the fickle fibers of my perception of reality long enough to play through World 2. I'd come to the conclusion that whoever made this is completely and utterly deranged. There's been a rusted gear or a broken spring in the mechanics of their sadistic mind. Their only purpose in creating this mod was to mentally and psychologically... Uh, okay, I get... He's, like, gone way too early. He hasn't even met any, like, antagonist or anything yet, and he's already blowing all this poetic prose onto us. At least wait for, like, an enemy or something. I mean, he the was climax. He, he wasn't kidding. He does not have a stable mind. <laughs> I mean, if he hasn't even made it to World 2 and he's, like, on the edge of reality, 
Like, dang, dude. Chill out. <laughs> Their only purpose in creating this mod was to mentally and psychologically flagellate the naive soul poor enough to take the bait of its mysterious origin. Not just psychologically, but also mentally. <laughs> I'm certainly naive enough for that category. I digress. I find myself asking how I could have missed major things like this yesterday when I saved the game in this world. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Blood of the same texture from before splattered across the desert sands. Which just makes me think of 50 Cent blood on the sand. Solitary eyes watched me from the pyramids. Pentagrams and other satanic symbols are also infrequent in the environment. Occasional pentagram. I'm sorry, I was thinking about 50 Cent's great video game. <laughs> Could this hack be the work of the Illuminati? <laughs> okay, enough pondering. When the Illuminati come into this? <laughs> I need to finish this grim tale. Skeletons of Koopas littered the bleak landscape. There was a distinct disturbance with Mario's appearance. He looked starved and parched, as one would typically be after a few days in the desert. Mario then moved to the 2-1 block without my command, and the music began to play shortly after. That's a weird way to describe Luigi. <laughs> this was a reversed version of the overworld theme. How would you know that? Whispers and other paranormal phenomena could be heard playing in harmony with the music, saying cryptic things. After about a minute, I began to record the sound. I'll upload it as soon as possible, but I know I definitely can't do it today. What, What? do you have a meeting to get to or something? One of your college classes? You're playing a video game and writing a blog about it. You've got time to record it. One of the most distinct things I kept hearing was, Let the whistle guide you. And the instrument of blood plays the sweetest tune. The sweetest makes it sound like 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 it's gnarly or something. Like, dude, you gotta hear the blood whistle, man. It's so rad. It's got an album all on its own. This creeped me out, needless to say. But all the things wouldn't prevent me from playing out the reminder of this remainder of this game. It, the stage was very scary. Very. Yeah, in case you weren't sold on all the blood and the whispering and the pentagrams. The hyper-realistic reflective blood. Yeah. The sky was a grayish-blue accompanied by an almost white sun. The colors weren't bright or cheery in the slightest. Yeah, because I, th- I think of bright cheeriness when I see gray-blue. The pyramid blocks were faded and cracked, and the wooden blocks were obviously rotting. Mario's sprite was visibly starving and pleading for thirst. Wow, that's a lot of character for the NES. Pleading for thirst? Like, please, I want to be thirsty. (laughs) The fire creatures fixedly stared at me, like shark stares at a school of fish, seeming to know who their next meal was. The neutral expressions of the Koopas had changed into ones of converged disgust and loathe. I had obtained the raccoon by now, so I ran along the pipe-looking platform and took off. I flew for a while, which was nice. Mario's face changed as well, being the normal happy smile you usually see through the game. You can't see his smile. I relished a few moments of happiness I sought from this game. He doesn't even have a mouth. It's just his nose and mustache. (laughs) These moments were mercilessly ended within the course of a few seconds. The sky flashed a gloomy black before the blood whistle came and impaled the poor plumber again. 
Mario, his corpulent figure. What? Going limp until he hit the ground with a thump that I swore I could feel. Good bass. He was miraculously alive, with his body twitching in a feeble attempt to rise. A fire creature jumped on Mario and was now pinned to the ground, screaming in pain. His scream was bitterly realistic. It reeked of an ineffable pain. It hurts me now to describe the sheer degree of torture this character was put through. There he was, burning and seething in pain, and there I sat, completely powerless, forced to watch what I thought was the end of his trials on World 2. But I was so wrong. The level select came into view. Oh no, not the level select. Whistle threw back. Mario was transported to one of the pyramid levels. When the level started, the background was an egregious smoke-filled black. Oh, that is egregious. Mm. Bursts of lightning filled the sky with illumination. Winged demons in flight were visible on these strikes. Also, the skies glowed stagnantly, lit pentagrams in 666. Mario was being carried by two of Bowser's sons up one of the pyramid structures. However, this particular structure was vastly different from the regular ones. And, and okay, this is just a fashion show at this point. He's just... It's... I, I'm going to start kind of skimming some of the just descriptions of how rotten and disgusting all the levels had become, because it's just kind of the same thing every time. It's like we jumped straight into Act 3. Well, that's what I was saying earlier about... How, he, how the, the person who made this mod is just a twisted psychopath or whatever. When I read Sonic EXE, like, it took him a little while to actually care about what was going on, I think. But by the end, he was convinced that the Sonic villain or whoever was a twisted psychopath and stuff. Like, I shudder to say he earned it, but all the gory details of the level... Bowser towered over everyone else, intimidating and terrible... Below stood his four son stood four of his sons, two of which had carried Mario. Two of which were impaled by the blood wizard. <laughs> Morton, Iggy, Ray, and Von Koopa. Abo Roy? <laughs> Above the entire scene were two were the words blood whistle in bright neon letters. Bowser's face had to have ten times more evil than I'd ever seen it. And uh, more details about how gory and bloody Bowser was. It was then that I came to the dooming realization. Mario can't die. The game won't let him. However many things are thrown at him, in however many ways he's brutally maimed, mortality will not escape him. For a time, that is. He will continue to be sustained by whatever dark, force or sick mind drives the rest of these occurrences to passing until the game's eventual end in which he'll ruefully and painfully perish. Now that that's been said, to continue today's experience... Why don't you just turn the game off if you feel so bad for him? Von Cooper produced a dagger! It gleamed with uncanny realism in the light of the blood whistle sign that loomed above... This is a lot of minute detail. It's a lot of blood. <laughs> After a brief pause, he began to slice Mario's chest open. Well, he's already got the holes from the blood whistle, so basically perforated at this point. <laughs> yeah, Mario's got a lot less wind resistance than he used to have. 
a cry that implied he would die only to endure torture of ten times the magnitude. Tears streamed down his face as Vaughn removed his heart. Just Vaughn. Not, not even Ludwig Von Koopa, it's just Vaughn now. It's not even Roy, it's Ray, his <laughs> twin brother. Vaughn removed his heart, still pumping. He handed it to Bowser, who ate it with a crunching chomp. The hearts don't crunch? This is Metal Gear Rising now. The he didn't absorb his powers. The sons laughed as he did this, blood flowing from Mario's exposed abdomen. With a bark from their twisted father, the sons shamelessly began to regurgitate and tear apart what was open. As they were doing this, Mario turned his head towards me and uttered a single question through tears and blood. Why? I amused myself the same question. Why would they treat him as an animal, if not less, for their amusement? I don't know, maybe because he keeps beating Bowser all the time? Right. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if maybe the blood whistle was Bowser's idea at this point. Probably. Why would someone initiate the genesis of a horrid contraption? Yeah, he has a thesaurus. A contraption in which life and death have no meaning and are manipulates, a contraption in which concepts such as morals, remorse, and mercy are completely foreign. It makes me shudder to think that there's someone sick enough to put a character through this kind of unbearable hell just to sit back and laugh. It makes me absolutely sick to my core. Clearly never played the Saw games. Aren't those just movies? They, they... Made, they made awful video games. Uh, yeah, I guess that was back when that was more of a thing. That reminds me of another thing! You're probably wondering as to why I complacently talk about Mario as if he's a human being. A human who suffers pain, sorrow, joy, fury, and... No, wait, no, that's Metal Gear Solid 3. Huh. Starvation and thirst like the rest of us. A human who is also capable of feeling happiness, remorse, goodwill, and love like anyone else. It's because I am thoroughly convinced that he is. Put down the controller. <laughs> Please don't stop following this blog because you think I'm insane. That will come later. That's an actual line. That's not me just ribbing on him. <laughs> I believe without a shadow of a doubt that in this game is a character with a complex range of emotions. Someone who feels like you and me. But it's a game, right? It's just a contrived mixture of code and data put together to present words and images, correct? Wrong! I know with everything inside me that Mario has to be alive. I have seen him truly happy and truly sad. At one point, I may even see him truly angry. He feels like any other living, breathing human being. Good programming. I don't think you know what a real person is. I don't know why. I don't know why! I don't know how something so human could rise from th something in truly inhuman. A character with a soul completely impossible to me before I played this hack. I now have a goal with this game. To keep this poor creature safe. I suppose I now know the truth. I'll see you tomorrow. Same place, same time. You know, if you just play through the game regularly and don't get the whistle, it's just normal Mario 3. Yeah, and, he, and he's not a real person with real feelings. June 9th. It's me again. I had a horrible range of nightmares last night that are a direct result of playing this game. So, 
<laughs> Some really weird stuff went down. Before I get into today's gameplay, I'll have to go through them with you guys, so I have an interactive record of my dreaming habits related to this game. I myself am having a hard time as to how they were so close to home, and what they mean for my seemingly inevitable downfall. A dream? I mean, we already know this guy kills himself. That was said in the foreword. Alright, dreams are just a collection of everything your brain has ever gathered, ever. So, oh, why does it know this weird detail about me? Like, it's a dream, dude. No, don't you see? The blood whistle is haunting him in his dreams now. Because it's a real object with real feelings. It's gonna stab you in the chest. Before I tell this, I have to let you in on a relevant piece of information. In the fourth grade, I used to play the recorder. Every kid had to learn some musical skill. I liked wind instruments because of their method of play, appearance, and sound. I don't, I don't care why you liked it. Such is the irony of the instrument that has caused me all this grief. In my dream, I was playing the instrument of dark doom. I was my... In a dark room? Oh. <laughs> okay, we're not that edgy yet. <laughs> I was my fourth grade self, just coolly playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Coolly playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. It's the sweetest tune. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Out of nowhere, I began to cough. I had choked on some blood that had materialized within and found my recorder. It, it covered it and soon filled it. Blood began to pour in great quantity out of all the recorder's holes. Soon, it soon began to float in midair and hover. The does, it, does it impale him? Okay, we'll just skip to the next part. <laughs> I woke up, sheets plastered to my bare chest with a sweat. Put on a shirt. I was completely fine, not a scratch on me. As I sat there in bed, afraid of how I'm sure the game did this, or maybe it was just me losing my sanity, I began to hear noise coming from my laptop. It was closed, but a faint muffling humming sound was clearly audible. Warily approached the computer, the machine almost looking alive. He really just humanizes a lot of things around him. It's a little troubling. Because he humanizes everything, the logical conclusion would be that he's a hoarder. Yeah. I opened it up. There's a picture of Mario Brothers 3 Raccoon Mario Sprite on a black backdrop. He was chained up by his legs and feet, and the chains reached outside the screen. Not just his legs, also his feet. The blood whistle sat as the centerpiece of it all through Mario's chest. The tune of the blood whistle played over and over again, a loop that only exacerbated the sound within the walls of my psyche. I tried exiting out of whatever program might have been. The window couldn't close. I eventually had to take out my laptop battery, which didn't sit too well with my OS. Luckily, I didn't lose any files. Now for the gameplay. <clears throat> and uh, we're just going to kind of skip over some of this because it's just... just It's World 3, but water was blood. Big surprise. Uh, his mustache had dots of red because blood was stuck to it now. I guess. The screen is tinted cherry red. Yeah, yeah, cherry, the most ominous of all the shades. I swam to the left side of the level to get a fire mushroom. Uh, got, got your power-ups a little mixed up, buddy. 
As soon as Mario got it, his outfit changed. He got an evil simper on his face. Simper? He a simper. Okay. <laughs> he looked at me and said, Revenge, yes! Oh my goodness. I confirmed his suspicions, and we set off for a danger that lurked near. The fish cast malevolent gazes at Mario as they swam by, incinerating them. His normal happy smile returned. So did mine. The annihilation of the carnivorous creatures didn't last long before Mario and I faced a hellish dilemma. What about these poor fish, huh? Oh, they've got little cute little go- Burn them! I am happy again. There are large fish with rows of razor-sharp teeth. Below them were two power-up blocks, one black-looking and one purple-looking. The, the Black and red, but now also purple! We finally got some more colors. I assume these are supposed to be in red and blue. Obviously, there was no progress in this point without finding out what these blocks had in store. Mario's expression changed back to its gaunt appearance that he had for the majority of the game. Knowing I had no other choice, I dauntingly hit the block that was black... Fish swam around in its position on top of us and began to tear off Mario's limbs. By this time, a group of fish congregated around the entire scene. Their laughs were deep and short, registering as barks for the 8-bit sound processor. You know, it's not really scary when it's just a bunch of 8-bit sounds. So, the graphics are not limited by the hardware, but the sounds are. That's kind of the reverse of what happened with Sonic EXE, where all these sound effects and stuff were ahead of their time, but the graphics were limited by the Genesis, except for the hyper-realistic stuff. And I thought he was playing this on a computer. Yeah. When he finally died, the big fish began to laugh. After a couple seconds, Mario's limbs regrew. With the blue block remaining, I hit that. Bubbles stopped coming from Mario's mouth. He cried out for help, but only made the problem worse. He sucked in tons of water, hands around his neck. His face began to grow from gray to blue in a matter of moments. He kicked and fought, but he only wore himself down. Getting angry, he began to incinerate random fish that had gathered in the crowd. I'm imagining all of this with SMB3 graphics, so it's not really... Yeah, it's not... And he could hold his breath indefinitely. Yeah. There, there weren't even any bubbles coming out of his mouth normally. Oh, like... No, you're right. Uh, the bubbles only come when you press the swim button. For every fish he killed, two more appeared in its place. After a while, he just gave up. I watched as Mario uttered his last gurgle on World 3, the blood whistle, stabbing and taking him away. That's like picking up a piece of food with your fork. Scoop! Yep. Just carrying it away. I saved and quit with haste. See you tomorrow. June 10th. Campus police gave me a visit today. What the... Okay. Apparently one of you had reported my comments related to suicide and claimed I was insane. Well, we know how this story ends, so yes. You really shouldn't put that at the beginning. Right. As a result, I have eliminated all personal information from this blog. I located the person who reported me and banned him. How dare you! How dare you report me in, in this game that's clearly haunted and traumatized me. I must continue playing. I also have an IP tracker, so don't any of you try that. Oh, because there's no way to get around an IP tracker. This this guy's just like, uh, yeah, I, I stopped anyone from reporting me, so that that prevents the story from ending that way. You gotta believe me. I have all these details, you guys. Wow. Speaking of followers, 50,000. I never expected this page to accumulate this many active viewers. 
Wherever this popularity or notoriety came from, I am grateful. Now for today's gameplay. After today, I'll be lucky to finish the game. You know, they can't <laughs> speak about the author in the past tense. And then, within the story, have the character comment on how many followers it has. Well, the framing device of this story is that these are all blog posts or something, I guess. Uh, not, that, not that this really makes it any better. Princess Toadstool's letter appeared after the previous screen from World 3 faded. She was squirming and shifting around. Bowser's hand had covered her mouth and nose, but it was easy to see fear in her eyes. They darted left and right in stark, true fear. Bowser continued to have that sadistic smile on his face as he struggled with her. After about a minute and a half, Peach began to change. Her eyes grew an ominous reed as she pushed Bowser's arm away with inhuman strength. She cackled like a loon, blue veins bulging so noticeably they were clearly visible through her white satin gloves. I, I almost expected him to write Satan gloves by mistake. <laughs> Bowser began to cower in timidity. The text on Peach's letter said only this. Blood whistle, hear its cry. Also, I don't know what this cutscene is of Bowser and Peach because you never actually see them together in the game. He just kind of kidnaps Peach off screen while you're off in the pipe world. Yeah. And now we're in the giant world and it's just more blood and Mario still has fire powers and stuff. It's you get kind of the rhythm of this creepy pasta is he just kind of brags about how tortured he is and then gloats about all his followers and then just a blood version of the level and Mario gets violently tortured but somehow he's okay the next day when he goes back to play it's like at this point you're you're kind of bringing it on yourself other than having a nightmare based off the horror thing you experience which is actually very common and not indicative of any supernatural force. Absolutely expected to happen when you read anything scary. Yeah. Other than that, you've been completely fine this whole time. Which, I, I guess that explains why he doesn't take kindly to the cops being called on him. But we know he commits suicide, though. So we have to expect that he's really impacted by this somehow. And we just have to take his word for it. Let's see, jumping on Goombas, realistic squishy sounds. Yeah, Witne no, no one's ever thought of doing that before. Witnessing all that death really racked my nerves. Sure, it might be a game, but with things this game had to present to me, I'm starting to lose my perception of reality. Dude! I'm starting to wonder what is real and what is inside the computer. I'm willing to bet his parents never let him play video games, and this is why. <laughs> He took it way too seriously. <laughs> These two things are quickly fusing into one. The lines, they're blurring. Pretty soon, the days will start fading together. By then, I'll have lost all sense of reality. I hope to see you tomorrow. I don't know how much longer I can put up with this game. No, it's not a game. Uh, I couldn't tell you what this is. A uh, hack? Yo, the, the followers, though, they make it all worth it. 50,000. June 11th. Today being D-Day fits, because I'm fighting one heck of a war against this game. Is that why it's in June? I don't know. I mean, why would he be on campus in June? Uh, that's a good point! Why is it... Like, I, I don't know what the rules are for this college, but you don't really get to stay over this summer. Like, summer classes wouldn't have started yet, either. 
never mind the fact that he's comparing playing this Mario ROM hack to Normandy. Actual World War II. At least, there are no more mishaps with you all so far, which puts me at rest. As of today's gameplay, I fear for my life. I feel as if something is coming after me, lurking, seeking me out as to make immediate my demise. Never before has anything like this ever happened. Never before has anything electronic truly made me afraid, truly scared. I most likely will get no sleep tonight. Nothing in particular occurred, it's just, well, you'll find out below. I was in the middle of the cloud portion of World 5. The sky theme played, except it was drastically slow, and demonic whispers were clearly audible. The sky theme's like... Mario was outfitted with the Tanuki suit, which probably got in a skimmed paragraph. And there's nothing except two things, a red dot and a card game on the world map. The card game icon looked similar enough to the regular game clone, except the spades rolled across a red background instead of a blue one. Oh, it must be haunted! Now, for whatever reason, I was allowed to choose which path to take. I chose to do the card game, hoping it would serve as some sort of reprieve from all the madness. This was not the right choice. <laughs> It's like Animaniacs. Good idea. Bad idea. Basically. Toad didn't explain the rules of the game like normal. Instead, I was plunged into the rolling slots. Beside the slots was a risky scenario. Toad was on a guillotine, and he had looked at the camera with timid, teary eyes. He was also vigorously shaking his head. How now? Well, I mean, yeah, that, that would be a risky scenario. He shook his heads in a futile effort to free himself. Shook his hands in a futile effort from this appalling apparatus. Ugh. Nothing came of it. The entire picture engulfed me so much I didn't even notice the slots. I cautiously pressed them, trying as best I could to line them up given the stress of the situation. I failed and had to pay the personal price. Yes, it's very personal. You are in stress right now, not Toad. What on earth does he have to do? To save this poor toad, this poor sprite. With real feelings and real emotions and, and real, real blood. blood. <laughs> Did we just jinx each other with I, that? I think so, yeah. I was moved. Uh, wait, what? I skipped what happened. Uh, the initial spins flayed across the blood bite. Blood filled the basket, filled it up. Toad's body spraying blood from the stump where his head was. Out of nowhere, a blood whistle came down and struck his torso. The blood whistle's just overkill. A lot of blood. It just kills you after you've already been tortured. It just wants the credit. The only type of person that this story would work on is somebody that the story is about. Or someone with hemophobia. Yeah. I was moved to the only remaining destination of World 5. Silent lightning streaked across the licorice black sky. Oh no, not licorice! The most horrifying of all the shades of black. Forget about onyx or anything like that. Or obsidian, jet black. Oh, he already used obsidian. Oh, did he? Yeah. I must have missed it. No, it was right before the fish death. Oh, okay. Well, we can't borrow any any fitting words. We just got to go with the less threatening shades of black now. We've we've run out. But you can re 
repeat blood as many times as you want because oh. there are no other words for that. No, and there's there's no other horrifying substance either. So there's no music playing in the Sky World level, none at all. The demons would be heard whispering in what sounded like a variety of languages. Spanish, German, and Latin were the most prevalent ones. That's an actu- I thought that was a joke, but that's actually there. Spanish, German, and Latin. Guten Tag, Mario. I am the demon. Donde está el baño, por favor? <laughs> Primal fear of the unknown gripped me as I blindly navigated the level. You xenophobe. <laughs> Judging by the look on Mario's face, it plagued him also. This stemmed from childhood, which made it all worse. What? <laughs> I not only felt like Mario was in danger, I felt my my livelihood and well-being were in danger. Okay, your job? Your life. Oh my goodness. Oh no, the Spanish, German, and Latin demons, they're gonna fire me. They're taking my jobs. Maybe this is some kind of xenophobic metaphor he's working through. Wow. At one moment, one of the demons swooped down. It's Sir Swoop from Paper Mario 2. Uh, and then he did a triple flip and meowed. <laughs> I would say the most accurate way to describe this creature would be a miniature Cthulhu. Miniature Cthulhu. Yeah, because Cthulhu is the most marketable of the Lovecraft monsters. Of all the Eldritch demons, I'm glad it's a miniature Cthulhu. <laughs> its claws plucked out Mario's eyes, making them profusely bleed. He unleashed an ephemeral yet bone-chilling cry. <laughs> Yes, that, that's the word I would use to describe someone screaming in pain. Ephemeral. I mean, yes, it's technically accurate, but who's thinking of that word in, the, in this duress? After the searing pain relented, Mario trudged on, his face now void of any and all expression. It was because he knew as well as I did that he would be torn apart, brutally and slowly, but it would happen. After a few more seconds, the second demon came. It was identical in appearance. Uh, okay, the, the multinational demons are taking turns torturing Mario. They're just all Cthulhu? Yeah. He tuned to me and choked out this, I'm sorry, you had to witness this everything. Oh. You know, what if he sounded like he did in the Mario Brothers 3 cartoon? I'm sorry you had to witness this everything. Oh my goodness. Or as the Hotel Mario, I'm sorry you had to witness everything. If you need instructions on how to deal with the blood whistle, check out the instruction book. All blood whistles whistle blood. <laughs> he died, and then the blood whistle came to transport him to the next world. June 12th. I'm starting to not care anymore. I am in the throes of such a de- severe depression. It's all starting to fade away. Everything. School, friends, family. It's safe to say this game is single-handedly ruining my life. What was my life before we started reading this copypasta? Before he pressed up on the (laughs) D-pad? Such sadness has never become me ever before in my life. I can tell because you're this profoundly traumatized by a ROM hack. My grandfather died when I was young, but that didn't come close to equate what I'm feeling now. Wow! Whoa. I mean, maybe he didn't like his grandpa, I don't know, but still. That is putting your priorities in the wrong place. Well, don't you understand, Anthony? Mario is a real person. He has real ranges of emotions. Real blood. (laughs) It's a direct result of the level I played today, which I'll get to right now. So he's in the ice world this time. He does a world a day, I guess. And by a world a day, I mean one torture sequence a day. 
This whole thing is a torture sequence. The ice was none other than frozen realistic blood. Of course. <laughs> Crystallized pieces of crimson droplets bordered the ice blocks. Wait, say that one again? Crystallized pieces of crimson droplets bordered... Crystallized pieces of crimson droplets. That's just frozen blood. <laughs> yeah. No, it's frozen realistic blood. Oh, okay, that's the difference. Got it. You know, if blood gets cold enough to dry, it's going to be brown. Oh, but it's haunted blood. Ooh, Ooh it's still red. <laughs> it's it's frozen Kool-Aid. Basically. Mario entered, and I knew whatever had passed would be tenfold of what already happened. So why keep playing? <laughs> yeah. At, at this point, I think I would just get bored. Yeah. If I was playing this game, it's like, uh, okay, just... Like, oh, this is pretty repetitive. Just watching some guy get off on killing Mario 10,000 times. <sighs> Blocks of blood ice, his slippery background. Mario slid along as I controlled him. He appeared happy. He... What? He appeared happy as he was slipping on the frozen blood ice. Uh, okay, Mario. I guess you'll have to take whatever you can get after this many torture sequences. I mean, I could see him being in some kind of, like, mania after all of that, but, okay, whatever. There's also this other thing to the pattern where Mario is happy for a fleeting moment, and then the torture happens. It's, it's like, oh, it's a metaphor for life! It's like Mario doesn't even know better. I, I'm starting to think he might not be a real person with real feelings. If he is, he's not a smart man. The clock ticked. All seemed right in the game. Making my way through the level, I found out that the level had no end. Time, oddly enough, would be the ultimate enemy. Oh, it's the Samer Kingdom. Oh. At the 20-minute mark, a tempest... 20 minutes?! Why do you... Okay, presumably the screen didn't change at all for 20 minutes. You can jump because you just know he's sliding. But why would you just let it go for 20 minutes? A flurry of snow and wind ensnared Mario, and he now began to curl his tail. Oh, because he's wearing the tanuki suit. His teeth chattered. His body shook. You can see his teeth? You can't even see his teeth in most of the 3D games. I mean, in Odyssey, you could see him be cold, but that's the first time you that's, really notice it. That's the Switch. That's that's not the Nintendo Entertainment that's System. generation ahead. He soon had to sit down. Mario and I soon figured out how the game would snuff him out this time. With ice and time. He sat, he tried to heat himself. Needless to say, this was less than feeble attempt. Nothing but the creepy bass beats from World 5 played. Mario... Keep doing that. Mario's skin soon began to turn a light blue. Nevertheless, he still sat and brooded in the icy cold. That was much better with a beat. <laughs> this, this whole story would be lo-fi creepypasta. To freak out and over... Overreact uh... to... It was then that the utmost feeling of sadness encapsulated me. I couldn't fathom my sympathy. Now Could... he's sad. <laughs> couldn't describe how bad I felt, the fact that his death was absolutely inevitable, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. Mario can't die. The game won't let him. At least it's not violent. Just simply watch in shocked and dejected awe. Frostbite took his hands. Ten minutes later, World 6 Mario was no more. Ten minutes. 
minutes. He waited ten minutes to see Mario's hands fall off. I guess it is kind of violent. Just a frozen block of a man sitting there in an infinite winter wilderness. This is after he waited twenty minutes sliding on blood ice. Oh yeah. You know, I have to give this guy credit at least. At least unlike Sonic EXE, with the exception of this level, there aren't egregious measurements of time. This guy's got time on his hands. I know, but the Sonic EXE guy, he was just like, oh, the screen lasted for seven seconds and stuff like that. Like, oh, do you have a stopwatch? I know! I felt abandoned alone. Just Mario sitting in the middle of the ice field. I felt as if no one would save me from the torture of the game. Blood whistle came down and made a chunk sound as it impaled his chest, taking him to the next level. I closed the emulator window like always. Self-subjected torture. I will bring myself to play this game tomorrow, but mark my words. I'll play the last tomorrow, and then this blog will hopefully live on in my memory, so my tribulation can be seen by the world. Be here. Same time, same place. Same, same bat, bat channel. channel. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Wait, okay. Hold up. This blog will live on in his memory, but he's posting it and talking about how many followers he has. So it's not going to live on in his memory. I think it means, like, in memory of him or something. Because we know he's going to kill himself. We already know it's going to happen. Well, presumably that was written by someone else. I'm, I'm telling you that we're not going to be surprised. If or is we scroll... he saying that he's already planning on killing himself? I think he is. Yeah, the blood ice was the last straw. Yeah, the, the least violent of all the levels. A Nintendo game made me wait 30 minutes to see Mario's hands fall <laughs> off. And I was perfectly happy to just sit there and watch it happen. No, he was dejected and in awe. Like, uh, I can just imagine him holding the controller, looking at the screen. Ah, uh, no, ah, uh, what's, I can't, no. June 13th. It is ironic indeed that today is June the 13th, the unlucky number, the unlucky day. Is it Friday? It had better be. Are, are you going to look up June 13th, 2012? I am. That might explain why this is in June, if that is actually the case. Today is the last day I had to play this wretched game. Oh, he didn't even get to World 8. He stopped at World 7. Fake gamer. Okay, I've heard this story before. I've read it before. I don't remember much about it. I'm just going to guess blood is seeping out of the warp pipes. It's a Wednesday! <laughs> it's Wednesday the 13th. June 13th, 2012. It's a Wednesday. Oh, Okay. My, my prediction is that blood will be seeping out of the warp pipes in World 7. And he has to, like, swim through it or something? We'll see. Does that mean that the sewer system is actually doing what it's designed to do? Be a sewer system and pump stuff? This horrifying, absurd remake of what I used to see as a wonderful game... It really is horrifying and absurd. ...will soon be out of my life, along with everything else... With this being the last point, I suppose I can finally be honest about my true intentions ever since I fi ever since I finished World 2? Wow. Ever since that ritual with Ray and Von Koopa you've been this, thinking about. This guy is already on the edge. He already had problems before this game. That wasn't much to make him want to kill himself. His true intentions. I am going to take my own life. Wh wh who's this friend? That sent him this, knowing that he's already mentally unstable. 
No, don't you see? Before he pressed up on that arrow pad. Oh, you're he right. Was happy. It was up on the D pad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the game caused me such sorrow in on such an ineffable level. You already used that one. You can't reuse shades of black, but you can say ineffable twice. It can't be effed. <laughs> There's no other option. Life will never be the same. Mom and Dad, I love you. Michael and Kelsey, you guys be good. Listen to Mom and Dad. They have a lot of valuable lessons to teach you. Like, don't get way attached to video game characters. <laughs> yeah! Lessons that I never, that I learned, but can now never apply again. Now for what you 75,000 followers read this post for, the rest of the game. I'm gonna kill myself. Here's my teary goodbye to my family. Anyway, my followers. That's a heck of a suicide note. Might want to leave a trigger warning on this episode. I, I, I might. Uh, let's see. Hell itself is what the game brought me to. <laughs> what was that, World 8? Yeah. He skipped World 7. Found the warp zone. The whistle actually worked. It had to work sometime. It's, it's like on the fifth time you try it, it works. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it violently kills you a few times. Eventually you get it. Sometimes it summons like this weird blood ritual, but you know, it's worth it. It is a haunted version of World 8, though. Like, the fact that he's comparing it so intimately to Hell just makes me think that he watched that AVGN episode and just got an idea for a creepypasta. He's been to Hell. He knows what it's like. Their coughs, dying wheezes, and vomiting in the background. Vomiting? <laughs> oh no, that's scary. I gotta put a vomit warning. Emetophobians, beware. Fires emblazoned on certain people. Certain people as well. How do they... How do you emblazon a fire on somebody? On certain people, mind you. Well, because that's like... If you emboss something, then it's emblazoned. Did he just hear the blaze and think, oh, that means fire. <laughs> the flames had an actual burning quality to them. What? Like, was he branded? Not like regular 8-bit fire. Flesh, eyes, and other internal organs and tissue constituted the walls and ground. Well, oh, go on, how are... How, go back to these fires. How are they real? He's, a, he's in a flesh cave. Straight out of the, the Chazelle Mythos series. If the hell I'm going, I'm certainly going to exist. I think it looked something like this. No, it's probably watching Mario sit in the cold for eternity. Thirty minutes, minimum, <laughs> because then his hands fell off. Oh yeah, yeah. Mario stood before a possessed Princess Toadstool. Her dress was ripped in several places and splattered with blood. Her eyes gleamed red. The flames casting an evilly maniacal allure to her appearance. Bowser and his six sons were tied to wooden poles with terrified looks on their faces. Wendy, for some reason, didn't appear anywhere in this game. Now it's sexist. <laughs> in one hand, Peach brandished a sizable dagger. In the other, the blood whistle. She walked over to Bowser and looked him in the eyes. Technical limitations slightly hindered the interpretation. Don't you talk about technical limits. Okay. <laughs> But it was easy enough to understand what was going on. You can pick and choose your reality in this world. <laughs> Through his gag, Bowser pleaded with her not to harm him. She brought the knife close to him and froze up. Uh, wait, isn't he wearing, like, a turtle shell? Wouldn't it be really hard to stab him? Yeah. Unless, like, 
it's a non-fatal stab, like in the kneecap. Oh no, Bowser's kneecap! That's so violent and horrifying. He'll never walk for the next three months. He was obviously paralyzed with fear. Her mouth got close to his ear, and text rolled along the bottom of the screen, conveying the text of what played out, given the sound limitations. What, did the budget of this horror story run out at the end? Must have, but they still published it. It ran out with the real fire. That, that was just too far. This is what enabled Mario to speak in the past. Shh, she whispered. Okay, no. That's one S and one H. Okay, okay. There you go. She whispered. Bowser's innards spilled onto the floor in a great heap. Out of his kneecap, I guess. I don't know. Okay, just like one stab. All this stuff comes down. <laughs> he let out a monstrous 8-bit roar of pain as this happened. Peach laughed, her red eyes reflecting whatever evil had possessed her. The princess proceeded to eviscerate all six of those other sons. No! Ray! Vaughn! <laughs> Mario did nothing but look on in horror as his mortal enemies were torn apart by the woman he'd once loved very much. Mario, back to his jolly self, began <laughs> His face soon contorted into one of loathing. He had come all this way to find the very girl he wished to save and been taken over by an extraterrestrial evil. How? Aliens! How does he know? An evil that would... Well, because Peach wouldn't act like this! I don't know. <laughs> Oh, did I win? Did you expect Toad to act like that? Like, oh, I'm just gonna casually have my head split open. I guess not. An extraterrestrial evil. An evil that would not only haunt Mario, but me as well. The sort of evil that doesn't go away when you turn off the game. The kind of dark force that follows you to your bedchambers. Your bedchambers, I say! This dude lives in a castle. <laughs> and steals your soul. Princess Toadstool paused a couple of seconds, then came at Mario with the knife. Hey there, Mario, she said as she toyed with the knife. They got a little sharp with me, so I pushed them over the edge. Hee hee hee! Sick knife puns, bro. <laughs> I tried to move Mario, but nothing happened. He stood there, afraid of what she'd do. You know, I thought that they would have made, like, an edgy joke. Not just over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Has this story been a little edgy, Mario? Sure. I'm not too sharp. <laughs> but I think they got the point. I can't handle it. Shortly thereafter, the princess produced some salt from her billowing dress. I'm producing some salt right now. <laughs> oh, we skipped the part where she tortures Mario a bit. And and she Wait, she like actually oh, she actually throws salt in the wound? Yeah, she's literally torturing Mario and throwing salt in his wound. Wow, does she actually kick him while he's down, too? <laughs> does she beat a dead horse? <laughs> the the Princess Peach you used to know is long gone. She wasn't called Peach by this point. Nope. I've done it. I found the one flaw in the continuity of the story. <laughs> okay, does that mean we can stop? <laughs> <laughs> the power of the blood whistle consumed that girl and made way for me. And speaking of which... She continued as she produced the blood whistle. She already had it out. Here Another it... blood whistle. Oh. I'm dual-wielding blood whistles, Mario! From Hammer Space. Here it is! Hear its cry! With a mocking kiss on the cheek, she began to play Mario the perverse song of the blood whistle. Its notes rotted away, the last reverse of good in... The last reserve of good in me. Me? 
He was heaved by an invisible force into the flames. He cried out as they consumed him. Peach chucked the whistle, making it strike him directly in the heart. Of course. He continued to wallow in utter anguish as he walked away. As she left... You're not going to walk away from that. <laughs> well, as she... Uh, I can't hear you, I guess. <laughs> as she left, he looked me in the eyes and bore me this parting message via the text bottom at the screen. Uh, okay. Do not let your life be as painful as mine was. I do not hold reservations against you as you tried your best to keep me alive. Did he really, though? That's a very well-spoken man that's been stabbed in the heart with a blunt object. And is being burnt alive. After being tortured and salted. I commend you for that. Goodbye, Bradley, and good luck. The tune of the blood whistle continued to play as the screen panned out of Mario's hell. How he knew my name is Bradley continues to befuddle me. How he could have such depth, such personality. I don't know whether this is the result of the game being haunted as it truly is, or the fact that someone's could have been captured inside this ROM. Someone's could have been captured. Someone's, Unbelievable. Someone's what? I don't know. Poor someone's. <laughs> they stole not just his, but the word, too. Wow. Sick reference. Whatever the reason of this, of everything that has come to pass with this abomination, I'm glad I'm finally done. I have made all of the goodbyes at the beginning of this post. I hope one of you takes the time to save this blog, or at the very least, show the world the true hell I have put myself through. I sure hope that the demented creator of this game isn't festering in the same one I'm headed for. Goodbye, everyone. Aftermath Post This blog was the last recorded statement of Bradley before his... Not even just Bradley so-and-so, just Bradley, before his death. His roommate... He had a roommate this whole time! His roommate discovered him four hours after he made the post. Bradley committed suicide using the recorder that he had plunged through his trachea. And that's the end of the story. Anthony. I don't think that would necessarily kill you. But, like, if he sat that way for four hours, maybe. Also, why does he have a roommate in June? Also, why has his roommate never been a part of the story until now? You know, Anthony, I'm, I'm starting to think this might not have been a real blog of real events. What? <laughs> this didn't actually happen? <laughs> I was so convinced. It was written so well. Really believable characters and plot points. And... Oh, man. What a relief. I don't have to go kill myself with a blood whistle now. No, you don't. Thank goodness. No. But I might just anyway after that garbage. You're just going to have to go find that old bass clarinet you used to play and just bludgeon you with it or something. Wouldn't be that hard. So what do you think? <laughs> 10 out of 10. Best creepypasta. Would read again. <laughs> it got a little repetitive and over-detailed a few points. We had to skim some of it, but... I mean, that's par for the course. Yeah. It's longer than the Sonic EXE one. This is a good idea for for Spooktober. <laughs> Thank you. This one's probably going to air on Halloween itself because of how long it is and the special occasion of it. Which means I gotta I gotta record something in between this one and the next couple ones, but uh, I'll figure it out. Hooray! Continuity. 
Yeah, sometimes I record these out of order because that's the only time I can get guests. Okay, well, anything you'd like to say before we end this one? Yeah, I just got word from my good pal Murray. He got high, shot birds, decides he's a furry. No lie, thoughts heard. They dipped in a hurry, got shy, got scared. I guess they got murried. That, that, that's already more poetic than before I pressed up on the D-pad. My life was happy. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever press up on another D-pad. I used to work with a guy named Ray. I don't know if I can think of him the same way anymore. <laughs> so, uh... If you like the BitCast, I can promise you I'm not going to blog about myself playing a spooky game. So just follow me on Twitter and you can see what I do talk about instead. That's, uh, that's about it. Uh, see you on the next one. Happy Halloween. Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.